You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. That's right. Welcome back to the Piston Podcast. Welcome to episode two. And uh, first of all, I'd just like to um, apologise because I'm recording this episode now of the Piston Podcast on the 28th of February. The first episode, the first ever one, you can listen to that, it's a bit of a plug there, was recorded on the 23rd of December last year. It's actually last decade. Um, which is pretty crazy, um, but there's a good reason for that. Basically, Redshift are going through a lot of changes. Um, some I'm allowed to say, some I'm not. So just in the meantime, for the next episode, it's going to be a bit irregular and it's going to be a bit funny. Um, but in time to come, it will be a lot more organised and it will start to take shape a bit better. Anyway, in this uh, show, in this podcast, uh, there's a lot of exciting things. Obviously, a lot of a lot has happened in the past two months. Obviously, we've had Christmas. And I got something very exciting, which I'm very excited for, and something I'll be able to use uh, very well to talk about in the Piston Podcast when it happens. Uh, We've had Christmas, we've had Top Gear, the new series um, with the new trio. um, has uh, It's nearly finished, actually, and um, the last episode was just starting. So that just shows how long it's been since I've been sort of behind the microphone talking to people at home. Um, but yeah, uh, there's lots more to come. Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. I'm not going to tell you what that is because I'm mean, but I'm going to tell you it's an estate car. And uh, to follow that, it's going to be a top 10 list of the best estate cars. So if you're in the market um, for an estate car, then stay tuned. I don't know if stay tuned is the right thing. It's more radio. But I'm just going to say anyway, stay tuned um, in this podcast over the next half hour or so. It depends how much I ramble on about random stuff. Um, because it's going to be a very, 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 very good podcast. Uh, We've also got My Way or Highway returning, and this week, I am going to announce this, because um, there's some nice in me as well, it's the Ruta 40 in Argentina, and I'm going to be talking all about that uh, in My Way Highway later on in the podcast. So yeah, very exciting podcast. I hope you all enjoy. To start us off in this episode, we're going to go back in time to around December the 28th, um, when I went to Holland, and I mentioned, uh, I talked a bit about this um, on episode one of the Piston podcast, and um, I'm back now, I'm still alive, the ferry didn't sink or whatever, um, but yeah, I'm here to tell the story, and wow, what a story I have, because it was a lovely holiday, but Going there was a nightmare, um, and I, I'm going to tell you about it, basically. It's a nice story. If you'd rather read about it, well, which is funny, um, and you have to listen to it anyway because you've tuned into the Biston Podcast, you're not allowed to leave, um, then you can head over to Drive Tribe on Daniel's Tribe. There is a trip on there called uh, My Trip to the Netherlands, or whatever it's called. I can't even remember myself. So uh, we woke up early on the 28th of December, ready to go to Holland. Yeah, I'm half Dutch, uh, so it was nice to go back and to... Uh, see Holland again because I, I hadn't been there in about a year um, and it's nice to go there at New Year because it's all like there's loads of fireworks and it's all very it's all very happy in Holland at New Year it's very crazy as well with the fireworks everybody sort of gets very drunk and um, very excited for the New Year and in this uh, in this um, thingy um, it's a new decade as well so um, yeah it was exciting this New Year so we went there and uh, we got about I would say I don't know, we got to, what was it, Kiel Services on along the M6, and our Renault Scenic, our brown one, which we're in, um, basically started acting a little strange. Um, basically, you, you try and use any acceleration, 
uh, harsh or not, and the car would just kangaroo viciously, and it was just, it just wasn't happy. Like you're in the right gear and everything, and it's not good. And we got to the point where we were going off a slight hill um, onto another motorway off a junction or something like that, and the foot was hard down in the right gear again. It's not my mum's bad driving, even though she's probably not the best. Um, sh- but anyway, um, we, it basically was just slowing down. It was just slowing down, and we were like, oh no, because. Well, it's bad, because we were about to do about 600 miles in that car in the same day, and it was acting like that in the first, like, 40. So we were sort of unsure of what to do. We carried on a bit, and then, well, it wasn't good. A massive beep, 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 in Renault style, you know, Renault obsessed with safety. Loudest beep in the world, deafened all of us. Um, And it basically said... Uh, stop engine failure hazard, and that's a, that's quite an intimidating message. We thought, crikey, we stopped um, in Keel Services, and we sort of went, hmm. And as we stopped, there was a message saying check ESP. And whilst in the toilets in Keel, um, in the services, it said check ESP. Uh, well, I said that, but I searched it up, and it's the Electronic Stability Program, and um, I would say it's electrical. And it's surprise, surprise, French car going wrong with the electrics. So we sort of said, all right, this is not going to work. It's pretty dangerous to go to, say, well, if we end up in, like, Belgium and then the car breaks down and we don't have, like, continental Europe um, cover if we break down. And it would cost a lot, a lot, if we were to break down. Um, obviously, we've got to fix the car as well. So we made this. we made the decision to head back. There we go, I said it. Uh, and it was quite a big decision. We were sort of like, hmm, what are we going to do now? But then we remembered... Right. My auntie and my uncle, big shout out to them because they sort of saved the day, have two Vauxhall Zephyrus, big 1.9 diesels. And so it was about eight o'clock in the morning and we decided to ring them. They eventually woke up um, and we sort of said, <laughs> car's broken down. Can we borrow yours? And guess what? They replied with yes, which is which is very good. That saved the day. It really did. Like superheroes. Um, so we went to their house. We sorted out all the insurance because my dad wasn't insured to drive it Um uh, abroad, only third party, I think, anyway. Uh, yes, that's right. It was only insured to drive it third party in the UK, which means that if he were to have a crash, the other car would be covered, but not the car in the Zafira. My mum was also covered the same third party also in England. So we went onto the phone or whatever to the insurance, and we managed to get my mum insured as a name driver, which meant that she could drive abroad, um, which would mean that she would have to drive the entire 600 miles there and back. Uh, actually, not the entire shit, only in Europe. But that's what she ended up doing, which is crazy. So a big shout-out on the podcast, if you can do that, I don't know, to my mum for driving all of them 1,200 miles in the space of not even a week. Um, I think that's pretty pretty tremendous, if I'm honest. So, yeah, well done to her for driving and for staying awake most of the time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was all right in the end. The Zafira was faultless, really good car. For years, I've been mocking Vauxhall for uh, Zafira. It's pretty boring. But actually, I was very impressed. It's got a lot of power, a lot of grunt. It's really relaxed on the motorway. And it's just a very, very good car. I talked more about it on Drive Tribe. So again, head to Drive Tribe, search for Daniel's Tribe, and then the article will be on there. Holland itself, right? There's enough enough talking about the journey. The journey home was all right, to be honest. Holland itself is beautiful. Uh, I know that I've been there countless times now. Um, been there loads uh, and if you haven't been there, just go, just go, just just do it, because it's it's a it's an amazing place. It's quite different um, in many ways. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's very peaceful. That's what I'm going to say. Obviously, we went on New Year, so it wasn't as peaceful as normally it would be. 
Um, but yeah, we did a nice cycle. Me and my dad, we cycled to the German border. We went to Alstetter, um, about a 50-kilometer cycle in total. No, 80-kilometer cycle, 50 miles in total. That was amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to ramble on because we've got some cars to talk about. But if you want to see more, again, head over to Drive Tribe. We're going to turn off the motorway now for the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week. Yes, that's right, listeners at home in your garden doing whatever. Um, it's bits back. And this time I am reviewing the Alpina B3 Touring. It's basically based on the BMW M3 Touring, um, but it's Alpina, which is a tuning company, sort of like Arbath is to Fiat, basically. And it's a, it's an amazing car. It's really spectacular. And I sort of, I had to talk about it. It's also beautiful. So, um, it starts at, it's not cheap. I'm just going to say that. It starts at £60,585. Um, it's expensive, but it's a, it's, it's a beastie car. Yeah, it's got it's got a three liter straight six engine for starters, um, which means it's very powerful. Four hundred and fifty five brake horsepower. To be honest, it's front engined. It's all wheel drive, which means it's right. Um, it comes with an eight speed. Eight speed. It's pretty crazy. Um, automatic gearbox. Um, it's got six hundred and sixty newton meters of torque, which means it's yeah, it's a very capable car. Um, something not so good. Only thirty one miles per gallon. But when you've got a three liter straight six and you're topping out at 186 mile an hour, I don't think you're entitled to complain, really, about MPG figures. It's just a bit weird. 0 to 60, only in 4 seconds. And if you think, right, you're in an estate car, going from 0 to 60 in 4 seconds, that is amazing. So, round of applause to Alpina there, because that is, it's just, it's it's amazing. It weighs 1,780 kilos, uh, which is not bad, to be honest. And this is something that people... Uh, want to know these days, something I didn't do on Turbo Youth, my old radio show, um, but now is more relevant because obviously all the electric car push and uh, the news about electric, uh, no not electric, petrol, diesel and hybrid cars, the new uh, car sales of them to be banned in 2035, it's more relevant, which, uh, yeah, it's CO2 emissions and uh, talking all about that. CO2 emissions is 252 grams per kilometre, which is quite a lot. If you take a Renault Twingo, um, only 100 grams. This is 252. So you're not very kind to the polar bears there. If you drive it, a few of them will fall over. But yeah, I, I don't think the average Alpina driver would really care, which is very heartless, but it's an Alpina driver. You can't really help them. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. But anyway, it's quite practical. It's very practical. It's an estate car. It's a four-door and comes with five seats. Um, and yeah, it's an amazing car. I'm going to give it a PPR, which stands for Piston Podcast Rating, I know, it's very professional, of 5 out of 5. And I don't know, I think that's probably the first 5 out of 5 I've given. It's the second podcast, Daniel. Um, but yeah, it's it's an amazing car. I really like it. And you search up Alpina B3 Touring. It's stunning. If it was TV, I'd show you. Um, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's, it's a really nice car. Rivals, um, Audi RS6... Uh, Mercedes, E, whatever, whatever. It's your standard fast, elect uh, not electric, estate cars, um, really. And they're all fantastic. I really like estate cars. And if you do too, coming up next is a top 10 list of estate cars, which is very exciting. Pros and cons for the Alpina. Pros, it looks fabulous. That's what I've written here. It looks fab. It's very practical. And, well, it's a BMW. And to finish off this short and um, very uh, detailed review, cons... It's an exp it's expensive for an M3 to be honest. Like you could get a Jaguar F-Type or a Porsche 911 for around that price, but 
you've got an M3 or B3, should I say? Um, another one is it's uneconomical, um, but really that doesn't really count um, because it's it's massive and it's really powerful. And another con, it's not actually out yet. It comes in 2020, which is this year, but later on in 2020. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing car. I don't care about the cons. Five out of five, well done Alpina. If the Alpina B3 Touring isn't the car for you and you want an estate car, then you're in luck because I'm about to give you a top 10 list of the best from Autocar, so credit to Autocar for this. I love Autocar. All of the top 10 lists, it's just amazing for all of the car boffins out there. Um, but anyway, kicking off at number 10 is the Volkswagen Passat Estate. Your ordinary estate car, but it's very good. It does the job. At number nine is the Jaguar XF Sport Brake. Very stunning car. And number eight is the Peugeot 508 SW. Now, when I went to Carfest last year, Carfest North, back in July it would have been, um, I had a look around Peugeot, and I've got to say, Peugeot are doing a fantastic job. And number seven is the Volvo V90. Volvos are also fantastic. They're faultless. You can't complain um, when it comes to Volvo, they're just, they've always been really good. And number six is the Audi A6 Avant. And number five is the Mercedes E-Class Estate. Um, the sporty AMG version of this would go well with the Alpina. And number four, surprise, surprise, is the Alpina B3S by Turbo Touring. So it's the more powerful, and this is actually, um, yeah, this is the estate, obviously, because it's an estate. Top 10 list. That's a bit silly of me. But yeah, this, this is the more powerful version. I, I actually reviewed the not-so-powerful version. But, I mean, you're not. You're hardly going short on power, are you? And number three is the Ford Focus Estate. And number two is the Skoda Superb Estate. And at number one is the BMW 5 Series Touring. Now, I think out there is a very fast BMW M3, M5, sorry, estate. And that's also fantastic. But I just think it doesn't have the looks like the M3 Touring or the B3 Touring, whatever you go for. Um, but yeah, estate cars, they're fantastic. I've always liked them. Uh, my friend Matthew, who should be listening to this, if, he, if he's not, then how dare he? He's probably like attempting to oil his bike or something and failing. Um, but he has an Audi A4 Quattro, and I've been in that many times, and it's, it's amazing. It's really nice. I've always liked estate cars, especially the German ones, I think. They're just really nice. Before we move on to My Way or Highway, I'd just like to talk about some Piston Discussion. It's a very nice name. I'm never going to go over these names. They're just too good. Um, because at Christmas, I got a driving experience I've done many before, but I've got another one. And um, it's a supercar one, something I've done before. Uh, and this one is a three sports car and one muscle car experience from Drive Me. Drive Me is very good. It's in Stafford. Well, they've got a, they've got a, um, a what's it called? A runway there where they do them. And I'm just deciding on what to drive. I think the muscle car is going to be the Dodge Challenger SRT. I think some of the sports cars are going to be the Porsche Cayman, which I've driven before. It's fantastic. I sort of have to drive it again. Um, what's the other one? Nissan GTR, I think I'm going to do again. Um, and I've forgotten the others, actually. There's one more. And I think I've forgotten it. Uh, no, I can't think. But yeah, that that will be really interesting. When I've driven them, I'll be able to review them on the Piston Podcast. Maybe in one episode, maybe over a few episodes. I don't know. I just will have to think of it when it happens. Um, and that, well, it's it's a weekday one, so um, we're going to have to sort of book a date for that. And I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited. Another piece of Piston Discussion is recently, I've been doing a lot of work trying to promote my articles and this podcast and the old radio shows, and I've created a website. Yeah, that's right. I've got it in front of me here on the computer. 
you can go to danielactorhouse.wixsite.com forward slash cars. Yeah, that's right. It's danielactorhouse.com. No, danielactorhouse. No, let's get it right. danielactorhouse.wixsite.com forward slash cars. And on that is the home of everything I do. And it's got a massive like biography thing all about me. If you're sad and you want to know some stuff about me, or if you're a bit of a freaky person and you want to sort of... Um, learn about me, then you can do, I suppose. You can go over to that website. That would be a big help. And if you could share it on social media or whatever, that'll also be good. And you can listen to this podcast actually on that website because there's a link. There's a, there's a live link, if you know what I mean. You can actually get that website in the website of the Drive Tribe articles and the podcast on Drive Tribe and on any other platform you may be listening on. Um, so, yeah, that's really good. I'm very excited about that. It's also my Twitter, so follow me on there, DanielCars05. And I think it's also my Instagram, DanielCars05 again. Um, it'll be on there on my profile. Have a look and follow me at the same time. Another piece of piston discussion is Top Gear, right? I, re- I wrote here Top Gear Nepal Special because at the time I was, rec- I was um, uh, planning this specific podcast, episode two, it was just Christ- it was around Christmas and the Nepal Special just aired. Um, and that was end of December. And since then, we've had five episodes. Uh, five episodes in season, season twenty-eight. I think it is already. Is it season twenty? Yes, it is season twenty-eight. I think. Don't get, don't like punish me if it's not. Um, and the Sunday coming up, which is let's test my skills here. The thirtieth, I think, thirtieth of February. Uh, they're doing an emergency services thing. But I've got to say, Freddie Flintoff. Paddy McGuinness and Chris Harris are doing fantastically. They're really good. And I think Top Gear is back. And I think the BBC um, are... They've done a really good decision hiring them. The last episode, um, to this date now, where I'm sitting, um, they did a uh, tribute to the sports car. Obviously, um, around now uh, marks 100 years since the sports car. I know 100 years. If you have one, then I'm jealous. Um, And they used the Aston Martin Vantage the Porsche 911 and the Ferrari Portofino, which isn't a supercar, well done Paddy, uh, and they um, had some co-drivers, Sabine Schmitz, Damon Hill, and the Stig, I'm not going to tell you which one, you'll have to watch it on the BBC iPlayer, it's really good, if you don't watch Top Gear, then what are you doing, you need to watch it, because it's good, and it, you do get these people that are like, oh my can't we have Clarkson, Hammond and Maybach, and yes, a good point they're very good but so are these people and i think that the old trio have had their time they've had nearly 20 years of doing tv and they sort of need to hand down the crown if you know what i mean and i'm quite open-minded about all of this and about new cars and presenters and stuff like that i'm nice sometimes um and i think they're doing really well but i'll let you judge that have a watch it's free promotion there for the bbc so i hope they're very very happy anyway it's time now to move on to my way or highway and this uh, episode this week um i can't really say this week because i don't know if i'll be here next week hopefully i will uh my way highway is the ruta 40 it's in argentina it's 3195 miles long and it's one of the longest roads ever and it's definitely one of the most beautiful it's a highway that runs through argentina bit of a surprise there uh, well, not really, because I said it was in Argentina at the start. And it also travels through the plains in Patagonia, which, trust me, are stunning. Uh, I know this from watching the uh, Top Gear special a few years back, which didn't end very well. Watch that as well. Um, it reaches Abra del Ake, which is the highest point... Uh, sorry about my pronunciation there. I get made fun of my pron- pronunciation on the radio and on podcasts. It's not funny. Um, it's the highest point... At 4,952 4, metres sea level. 
um, above sea level. So it's amazing. So if you ever find yourself in Argentina, you just wake up one day and you're just like washed up against the cliff in Argentina or the Falklands or whatever, then um, go round the route of 40 in the car in a car of your choice. Steal it something. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't steal. That's not good. Buy the car your dreams, whether it be a Fiat Panda or what. I don't know. Uh, it would be for me. Um, and drive around it because it's a spectacular route. And if you like My Way Highway and you can't wait until the next one, then listen to the last episode. Um, and I talked about Horseshoe Pass, which is literally down the road. It's only in North Wales. And that's also a breathtaking road, considering it's literally... It's it's not far at all. So if you're there like, oh, uh, my Ford Fiesta EcoBoost, where should I show it off? Um, oh, I could go to Scotland. It's too far. Just go to Horseshoe Pass. It's only up the road. It's just Yeah, it's just there. So yeah, that is my way or highway. It's time now for some piston news. And uh, the first one I'm kicking off with isn't the best. It's really sad. Obviously, at the moment, there's uh, all of these uh, coronavirus scares, and it's really not good. It's disrupting holidays. Uh, it's disrupting all sorts. And it turns out it's actually disrupted the Geneva Motor Show. Um, basically, it's been cancelled because of a coronavirus scare in Geneva. Um, and the Geneva Motor Show is it's, it's the biggest motor show in the world, and they've had to cancel it. don't know if it'll happen later on in the year, or if we'll just skip it this year and do it next year. But it's going to affect sales of loads of cars, loads of car companies. And it's people aren't happy because, well, people like to go to the Geneva Motor Show. Um, but I'm happy as long as Goodwood isn't cancelled because I'm going for two days this year, uh, which will be good. Some which will be good. Um, Piston podcast. Um, what's the word? Piston podcast content. There we are. But yeah, that's really not good. Um, yeah, Geneva Motor Show was cancelled. So sorry. Uh, people that wanted to go. Porsche has topped the consumer report um, for reliability. Um, and yeah, they're really good. Subaru, Follow, and then Tesla, um, which is not really a surprise uh, because Porsche, they're, they're, really, they're really doing good at the moment. Jeep are to make a new vehicle that is just for the desert. And it looks very nice. Don't know what it's called, but it, it, it looks like it's made for the desert. And it is. An imported Bugatti Veyron um, could be crushed in Zambia. Somebody imported one into Zambia, and because of import laws, um, Zambia basically said, no, we're going to crush your car. And, yeah, Bugatti Veyron could be crushed, and that is devastating. There's a new car. It's called the Citroen Ami, and you may remember that name, Citroen Ami. It was, like, around years and years and years ago. Well, they've reinvented it as an electric car with a very, very friendly price and a very friendly face. I would sort of compare it to a smart electric. Um, it's probably even smaller. And you can get one of them for just £20 a month. I don't know how long that is for, but apparently it says here it's got a length of 2.41 metres and a width of 1.39 metres. It's crazy. It's ideal for urban adventures, I suppose. But it's really good. Um, a full charge takes three hours on a domestic 220-volt socket. Um, and the Citroen Ami is already available to order in France at €6,000. That is amazing. That is really, really good. And that's £5,100 thanks to the pound um, basically dropping. Um, or you can get it for €20, as I said, a month. That is weird. Or, this is interesting, $0.26 cents a minute for car sharing. That is incredible. I think that car, people might think, oh, it looks ugly. I don't care. That is going to change motoring. There's that Citroen Ami. I guarantee when I'm old and wrinkly and I'm presenting a podcast or something in the future, or I'm on Top Gear myself, I'm going to talk about the Citroen Ami, 
the car that changed everything, and I think it will. And I, I think Citroen are very good, so I'm going to give them a piston round of applause. Everything's piston on this show. Uh, the panic is over. Obviously, No Time to Die is out. The new 007 film with Billie Eilish singing the new um, the, the theme track. I don't know. Uh, but peop- it's people have been really worried, because obviously in that film, James Bond is seen destroying, basically, uh, an Aston Martin DB5, which is a legendary car, if you don't know your cars. Don't know why you wouldn't, because you're listening to a car podcast. But um, basically, they've said to the creators that the damage to the DB5 is indeed fake. So I know you're all at home going, oh, phew, because, yeah, it's fake, and that is fantastic news. Uh, recently in the news, Holden has said that they're basically not going to make or sell cars in Australia anymore, and the Australian government is not happy. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame, really. Holden is very cool, and if, if you think of Holden, you think of Australians saying, good I'm I, I'm going to drive my ute. Um to get a hamburger, and not a hamburger, to have a barbecue or something, I don't know. Be a Holden and no longer in Australia. Don't know why, it's been unexpected. Volkswagen wants to take on the Tesla Roadster, and that's a pretty ambitious plan. Tesla Roadster is a car that's coming out soon, and it's it's amazing, it's electric, obviously it's a Tesla, and Volkswagen want to take it on. Obviously at the moment they've got the IDR, and that is a car I saw at Goodwood, Festival of Speed, in 2019, and it was recently on Top Gear, and it's a car only with a 12 mile range. But there is a reason for that. It's built to do a hill climb that's 12 miles long, and that was their only focus, just to do 12 miles and just get the most power out of that. But yeah, Volkswagen, good luck to you. Um, I've heard in the news recently they've hired a climber activist to sort of challenge the VW bosses. And yeah, well, hands up to them. I suppose that's really good. Um, Car companies are doing a lot now. I think this year is going to be the year where... um, all of the electric cars start to flood through, Renault and all of them. 2021, I think, Renault start to make a plug-in hybrid like Capture, uh, Megane or whatever, Clio, and it's fantastic. But hybrids, I don't really know about, seeing as the new hybrids are going to be banned anyway, anyway, um, along with petrol and diesel cars in 2035. So I'm not really sure making a hybrid car now is the most sensible option. Um, I would say just do hydrogen fuel cell or electric battery-powered electric cars, because I think they are the future. I mean, how else could you do it? But when we're on the topic of the future of cars and electric cars and, um, and what's it called, hydrogen fuel cell cars, so many cars these days, people keep thinking of them as different, and people keep thinking, oh, electric car, electric car. Why can't people just refer to them as a car? When you think of a car, you don't really think of a V8 motor or anything like that. You just think of getting from A to B, and an electric car can do that. I've got another little nag about car companies, because car companies are making electric cars, not all of them, I'll admit, but a lot of them are making cars electric, and they make them look so different only because they're electric. And I don't agree with that. I think they should look just the same as any other car would, to be honest. Just ordinary, not over the top. Um, Like, maybe some people think the BMW i3 is over the top. Um, I personally quite like it, but... I think that they're making electric cars too different, if you know what I mean. I think they should be the same. Just chuck the engine out and put the electric motor in. And then Bob's your uncle. You've got an electric car. It's very exciting. I love electric cars. Um, I really do. I'm excited. And in future episodes, I definitely will be reviewing electric cars. And I know it's the Piston Podcast. It's something I laughed about when uh, thinking of a name for this podcast. Um, But yeah, it's the Piston Podcast. I know electric cars don't have pistons, but we'll just have to pretend. We'll just have to pretend, and there we go. There probably will be times I'll review aeroplanes and stuff like that. Well, they have pistons, so why not? 
And you never know, I might review a bicycle one day, because I'm crazy like that. On my old radio show, I reviewed a bicycle I got, my old little Triumph, uh, 1958. I reviewed that, because why not? It's a mode of transport, I suppose. It's not really piston-powered, but it's a mode of transport, and I suppose the person powering the bicycle, i.e. me, uh, has something like a piston, a heart, that's sort of pumping blood around the body. It's not pumping fuel, it's pumping blood. I suppose, if you put some logic in, this is turning into a science show, it's turning into my other podcast, uh, The Big Bang Query, a STEM podcast coming with my cousin. Um, coming soon, bit of a plug there as well, keep an eye out on my social media. Um, but yeah, we're coming up to the end of the podcast now, which is very sad. Um, I'll be back soon, I'm not going to say when, but I'll be back soon with episode three. Don't know when this one's going to come out, but when it comes out, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and get in contact with me, you can contact me now, what you'd like to hear about, what you'd like me to review, um, what you'd like me to go see to talk about, what you'd like me to, um, what road you'd like me to review, you can help me on that as well, because sometimes I struggle with that, uh, because I don't have a car, well I don't have a, I'm not allowed to drive, um, so I don't really know roads, um, which is weird, but yeah, it's a bit weird to think I've got a car podcast and I don't know how to drive. Um, but that'll all happen eventually. Anyway, coming up to half an hour, which is not bad, to be honest. Um, we're sort of sticking with the half an hour um, time, I suppose. And it's sort of nice, you can listen to it commuting or whatever. Anyway, I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The Piston Podcast will be back again. If you liked this podcast, listen to the future ones when they're out. Listen to the previous one. Follow me on social media, Daniel Cars 5 You can like my brand new Facebook page, Daniel Lighthouse Cars. You can check out my website again. Do I really have to say the address? DanielLactorHouse.wixsite.com forward slash cars. So we got it, got it right this time. And yeah, I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. You have reached your destination.